0: Where I was frustrated, I don't know what had gone on, but it, I we were diving. You had another dive buddy, and I was with some a, another one. And I don't know. I think just underwater, some things with the dive had gone gone wrong, or was frustrating, or something, you know. And I came up, and I was pretty quiet. And um, we get in the car, we load up. We were out at Windover, so it's quite a ride back to the hotel and. And you had asked me, well, how was your dive? And I started kind of talking about it, and I'm like, oh, this happened, and this happened, and I'm feeling just really anxious right now, or a little aggravated, or uptight, you know, and just this and that and that and this and this and that. Oh, I Hold on, you like, God, I do not why it takes you so long to get in the cheap after work? Oh, the I dive just forgot done, that.
1: The dive is done, the dive is done.
0: Oh, I okay. forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you were upset
1: that I was taking so
0: long. Yeah, he does fiddle around putting stuff away and... I'm socializing with my divers. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, I can't remember what it was. I don't know if the weather wasn't the best out or or I just simply was like...
1: Oh, and you had to go to the bathroom really Oh, hours. I had there's to go to the
0: bathroom. No facilities out there. Yes, that's when th- that can make a person want to pack up quick and head out when you have to go to the bathroom really bad and there is no place out there. But we're going down the road and I was driving and um telling him about my dive and everything that was frustrating about it and things and, and then I get done and I was like, Well, how was your dive? And he goes, Well, up until about fifteen minutes ago <laughs> It was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. And I just I my jaw, jo- I just like double look and I'm like, Oh really? Yeah, you know, just like wow.
1: Hey, recording re- remotely today. This is Rob, your host of One Dive at a Time, and that was Brooks talking about. There's more to that story, by the way, but talking about when we were diving this location out in the middle of nowhere and well, a- actually, window it's not really in the middle of nowhere, but just just one of the times we had to stop and, and later on laugh at ourselves. Today, we are gonna talk about the ability to laugh at yourself. And this is so important for us as veterans and as first responders. That ability to laugh at ourselves says a lot about who we are and how we can actually deal with some of the adversities that that come up in life. So, on the recording, we were actually driving as we did, you know, as we've been doing the interviews. I've been recording remotely. Still trying to get that figured out, trying to get comfortable with how I feel about just recording something raw and putting it it out there without any type of, even a minimal amount of production on it. So, in this podcast, you're going to get a chance to hear about Sometimes we're, we have laughed at ourselves and how healthy it really is. Because, you know, it's happened to all of us. We've had a moment where we could either be embarrassed or we take an opportunity to laugh at ourselves. It is healthy when it's not motivated by something that is demeaning. People who tend to engage in excessive self-defeating humor, you may find that they try to hide that underlying emotional problem When it's not that, though, laughing at ourselves is is good for us. Self-directed laughter can remind us that we're human. And it actually promotes a positive interpersonal interaction, not with just ourselves, but with others. And the world does fall into two camps on this. There's people who find it easy to laugh at themselves. and, And at the same time, there's people who take themselves a little too seriously. And I think I was probably one of these people who took things a little too seriously. But believe it or not, the science of good health does tilt in the favor of those who can laugh or crack up when they do something that could be embarrassing. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about some of the research that is behind it. We know that people who laugh most frequently at images of themselves as they're walking through like a fun house or people who laugh at themselves, again, in a non-demeaning manner, they you know, we'll tend to have fewer fake smiles or negative emotions. Ursula Biermann, who's a senior lecturer at the Institute of Psychology at the University of In- Innsbruck, tells us that the ability to, uh, you know, to take ourselves too serious can also mean you're prepared to acknowledge that you're not at the center of attention. I want to make sure I said that right. I'm about how, how I actually put that out there. If, if you can laugh at yourself, then it means that you're not at the center of the universe. Let's just put it out like that. I think I may have said that backwards. I'm not really sure. But this is our opportunity to, you know, as as military members, we've always said we embrace the suck. It's that adaptive humor. It's that opportunity to cheer ourselves up or cheer other people up when there are negative things, and we see the humor in those negative events. And it allows us that chance to connect to well-being of ourselves and other psychological health. As veterans and first responders, we do use adaptive humor. And it also adds a side of authenticity and a healthy awareness of ourselves and others. We tend to see that those who don't take themselves too seriously can step back and take a look at themselves and take a look at their own mistakes and look at it from an outside perspective, not just that self-centered perspective. One of the things I want to talk about in this podcast is that there are four reasons. You know, number one, it's good for our heart. And number two, it means that we can handle life a little better. It also means that we can manage our pain. And then finally, it boosts our own short-term memory. So in this just a just a talk that I had with Brooks coming on the way back from our trip to Hoodsport. We talk openly about things that we've done that we have to stop and laugh at ourselves. It gives us a chance to look at ourselves with a little bit of kindness and maintain that positive mental health. So hope you enjoy this uh, this podcast. It is, again, my, my attempt to do a few things more remotely. And we're going to go ahead and jump into that interview at this time. So we've had kind of an interesting trip coming out to Hoodsport this time. And we basically had had gotten into Baker City, had fueled up, and you know, took took a restroom break and, and things like that. Keeping in mind that navigation, underwater navigation is a really big deal for me and the ability to navigate is one of the things I harp on all the way from even open water students all the way up to our master scuba divers, I make sure that navigation is a priority. In my military past, I was a land navigation instructor, in fact, I was the primary land nav instructor when I was at Fort Dix, and Brooks, what happened when we left Baker City?
0: Mm, we got a little turned around.
1: And by a little turnaround around, we mean what?
0: Um, we headed back the opposite direction of where we were going. <laughs> for about an hour and a, what's
1: about an hour and a half about an hour about an hour 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 and a half we went the wrong direction and what was the first clue that we had gone the wrong direction
0: uh the sign that read thank you for visiting oregon
1: <laughs> so uh ge- geography wise you leave boise you go to you know you head west almost said east mm. which would be the problem but you head west and Then you hit the Oregon border. You hit the town of Ontario. And then you, an hour after that, you hit Baker City, which is where we fueled up. We should have turned right and kept heading west. Instead, we headed east. And it was, instead of getting upset and get mad, what happened?
0: We, well, we laughed about it. Yeah, we started
1: laughing about it. Yeah. And it wasn't just like a a chuckle. And I felt that urge. At first, I felt the urge. To go into protective mode, like, you know, I was going to get berated or something, which, you know, obviously didn't happen. But we laughed at ourselves. And I got to thinking about, you know, it's, it's, it's happened to all of us. You know, you could be walking across the street and you stumble against, you, you trip over a, a pothole or, or a bump in the road, or, you know, maybe you smash your toe into something. Mm-hmm. And after that moment, you know, you can really react in a couple of ways. You can get really upset that you did it and call yourself a bonehead or or you can laugh about it. And assuming that you're not, you know, that you're really hurt, you're going to look around, see if anyone saw you and then you can either be completely embarrassed, you can be horrified that you did it and, and hoping no one saw you or you can have a good laugh at yourself. Laughing at yourself is healthy when it's not, motivated by self demeaning drives. Right. So, you know, if you are if you're that person that, that that can learn to laugh at yourself, then, you know, that that's that's really healthy and, and it's one of the, it's one of the healthy things that that we can do. So, uh, Brooks, what what are times that you have laughed at yourself? Whoa. Oh, by the way, this is a remote podcast. So I'm using the H1N on this. So Brooks is going to try to hold it for me as quietly as as possible. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's, it's a little. It's great for mo- for doing remote interviews and when I just need to grab something and throw my pack. Uh, but it doesn't always have the best <coughs> sound. But we're so anyway. Like I said on a couple of podcasts ago, I'm going to be trying to experiment with this. But Brooks, what, what are some times that you've left it yourself?
0: Um. Well, it was another time, oddly and en- or funny enough that it was when we were on our di- dive adventure when we dove the the little area in zero degree weather on New oh. Year's Day.
1: Hort, what was that place called? That was like horse uh, horse thief f- Springs or something like that or horse Yeah, I think uh, Utah. Yeah, it was down in Utah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So so let me set it up real quick and you can tell that part of it. We drive for sixteen hours out of Boise to the middle of freaking nowhere in Utah. Yeah. And we've been told all this stuff I think it was like the, the Utah. Uh, it was like the, the, the Utah Scuba Divers Association or club or something like that had set up this dive. Um, Derek is the guy who, who sets a lot of those dives up, and we were told, "Oh yeah, come on out. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of veterans, and we'd love to meet you guys." So we drive for 16 hours yep. to the middle of nowhere. First of all, we missed. I think we missed the turn, the turnoff. Or we, we figured out that we were low on gas, we had we had to find a gas station, fuel up on gas in the middle of nowhere, and then we drive down the Sturt Road for, uh, I don't know, five or six miles, and we finally find this, this place. Now, what was the temperature that
0: day? Oh, it was, gosh, I don't know, I think it was in the... Twelve degrees. I don't. It was, it was. Yeah. Very very cold. Yeah yeah.
1: When we started the dive, it was like it was like ten or twelve degrees. Again, nobody, nothing out here. There's like only three other divers that show up for the day.
0: Yeah.
1: And it it's these springs, and we're told, well, you guys go and take, uh, you guys go and take this spring because we think it's about forty feet deep. The other one's like sixty feet deep. We get in, and one of the first things we notice is that the. <laughs> is that the water level has dropped by like two or three feet from the from the shore.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, on the shoreline, that has been iced over. It's had ice. It's had snow. Yeah. You have warm springs that are like 75, 80 degrees. Yeah. That go up against a bank that's been frozen. And what do you get? Mud. Mud. Really, really thick mud. Like really thick mud, knee-deep, hip-deep mud as you're trying to get out. So we go and we dive the spring, and we get to the maximum depth of... 8 feet. Yeah. We maxed out at 8 feet. We saw like one fish, found a couple of old beer cans, and that was the dive. And some bubblies, like
0: some springs. Yeah, we found a couple
1: of springs, and I'm going to let you take it from here, because this is where it gets really funny.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, we're we getting ready to get out, and we're trying to find the best area that, you know, that would work and make sense to get out at. Well, there really wasn't the best area <laughs> get out of this. And so we just we saw one and we thought, yeah, that's that'll that should work good and the the, the bank is like a chest deep at this point. Right. You have the water level right. and then trying to get out you right. have to climb up onto the bank. Right. And you've got your <clears throat> tank on I I dove in a seven mil wetsuit and so you know you've got all your weight, your tank you got your scuba unit, everything and you're on your hands and knees ca- crawling out. And there's some different kind of elevation, like that you have to climb up and kind of go out. Yeah, like we, had, a, we had to climb up a hill. Like yeah, a little hill, yeah. So, you know, thought, well, there's things to grab on to pull us, you know, to pull us up. And, and it was really cold out, and I know my dive buddy was getting stressed because he knew he was in a, you were in a dry. I was in a dry suit. I yeah. was in a wetsuit, so you know. You I need to get her to the vehicle as quick as possible for hypothermia and we had just come out of the warm water and we are on, on this bank and I'm crawling out crawling out of the water thinking you know, this will be fine. Well, the mud you're just slipping and sliding and you're trying to get up and I, I get on my hands and knees and then I get to my knees and I'm trying to figure out okay, how am I going to pull myself up and so he's trying to help me and I've got so much weight, and I'm so bogged down, and I'm wet, and it's, you know, your face feels all the cold, and you just, I just kind of stopped, and I just started laughing, because I was just trying so hard to get up, and I'm like, come on, you can do it, and then in my (laughs) head, I'm like, nope, she's going down, and I just, I was stuck, like, I just remember all of this mud, and thought, well, this is, this is so stupid. <laughs> what did <laughs> we do? What
1: did we do? 34-pound tank and probably about 20 pounds of weight. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you're in, in the 7 mil. Yeah. And we get back up the truck. The zippers are frozen. Yep. And the clips on your VCD were frozen because now it's dropped from 10 degrees down to 4 degrees. Yeah. And it's getting to be dark. And yeah. But it's that ability to,
0: to, to laugh at ourselves. Right. And like hysterical, like just—I mean—I think he thought at at some point I was losing it because I just was laughing so hard because the whole day, the whole idea, the whole time, you kind of got this little voice in the back of your head going, "Man, I really want to do this. I think it's going to be a cool dive." I'm sure many of you guys can relate out there that are dope for a while. So you're like, "Yeah, no big deal. This this will work great." and then you get through it and it was a great dive even though it was only 8 feet I still enjoyed it and then you get to you know the part to get out you know trying to get out and you're you're just laughing at yourself and he was getting worried which made me laugh even more I don't know why I think (laughs) I think rather than getting mad and saying but what this was a silly idea or dumb like whatever just sometimes you have to laugh through those things and it just makes good these stories so we have a good sea story out of it. And we survived. So Yeah,
1: yeah. did anybody
0: die? No. Yeah, no, and I didn't get hypothermia. I didn't, you know, nothing bad happened. We were pretty silent and quiet with each other on the ride home, probably just because we were like, wow, can't believe we did that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, yeah, that and some other reasons. But, but, but it's, it's still that, that ability to laugh at the situation. And I think at that, I know that for me at that point in my life, it was kind of hard to laugh in a situation because, I mean, I was really worried about hypothermia. You know, you're, a, you're in a wetsuit and now it's four degrees outside trying to get you in. So, I mean, I'm looking at it from being a former survival instructor right. of how bad this could really get. Right. Yeah,
0: I think I was laughing a lot more than you were.
1: Oh, you were definitely laughing a lot more than I A lot more. But it's that, you know, the world is really divided between people who can you know, who, who can laugh at themselves and find it easy to laugh at themselves and people who take themselves a little too seriously. And I think that in my at that point in my life, I did take myself really seriously. Yeah. Or at least I was taking that situation pretty seriously. And you have to reprogram your brain in order to be able to, to laugh at yourself if it's not already programmed like that. Right. And for many veterans, I think they come out of situations where they immediately go into taking things too seriously, whether it is something such as diving or... I know. One time, Abby got into a bunch of baby powder, and because my brain had been trained that that was a funny situation because it was something I did as a baby, I immediately found it, you know, to be funny. Whereas her mom didn't think so much. So my my dad, when when I pulled out baby powder and blew up the entire room, and it looked like
0: yeah,
1: I don't know, it looked like uh, either a snowstorm had hit it or. The cocaine cartel had come through yeah. and, and made a made a drop or something. My mom was kind of upset at the you know at first. My dad pulls out his camera. Yeah, and and then it turned it into a joy situation. Right. In a 2001 study that was done in Time Magazine, released Time Time Magazine had referenced. Um. They f- they found that there are, you know they you know once again they found that there are people who. You know can laugh at themselves. They can laugh at images of themselves as they walk through like one of the, the fun houses or the mirror rooms. and there's a there's a distinct correlation between people who can laugh at themselves and how they reduce stress. And in fact, different hormones and different chemicals are released with people who can laugh at themselves and they, they tend to have less cortisol uh, in, in their system. We've As veterans, we've learned how to embrace the suck we've had adaptive humor and yeah. you know you can think of th- times where you know we laugh at things that maybe the, the rest of the world wouldn't laugh they would think it's pretty grim or pretty dark humor yeah and yeah. and humor can be one of those things where the adaptive humor is, is a is a coping mechanism
0: yep I can remember it, it just hit me just now it was a story when we were out training doing a training exercise when I was um, in the military and we had we were just Cleaning up afterwards and rolling all the 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 camo netting, um, rolling it up, and it's just this huge, long, long, long net, and it's a million degrees out. You know, you're out in the middle of the desert. We're rolling this up, and I can just remember I was already tired. I was already just being like, okay, I'm done with this. Just wrap it up, get back to the base, and rolling it and rolling it and rolling it and then it gets snagged and somebody... And so I just start laughing and one of the guys like, what's so funny? I'm like, well, I didn't know I'd be out here in the middle of the desert rolling up the the camel net the size of an anaconda, you know, and I just... (laughs) And I don't know where that... just And he started... Everybody started laughing and I just... Humor in a situation that's not very pleasant or you're extremely irritated with can sometimes make things go smoother it helps the morale of a group of people that might have different feelings about the situation it helps lighten the, the, the experience I would think and it's much better than stressing over something that there's nothing you can do about you're just in there in the moment now you gotta figure it out and you're just laughing at yourself or the situation I think makes it good it, yeah it, it, uh, it, it makes it makes that, those situations
1: terrible. There's actually four four reasons why we want to laugh at ourselves. The first one is it's good for our heart. So in a 2009 study that was done with the University of Maryland, Maryland University of Maryland Medical uh, Center, they found that uh, that laughing is is healthy for you, and it gives you an active sense of or having an active sense of humor can protect against heart attack. Right. So if you want to think about good reasons, well, you know, it's your, your heart health. Yep. Uh, the second one means is that you can handle life better. And I remember the times that things were dark and grim, if you didn't take things so seriously. It you know, that, that whole embrace the suck mentality, it, it helped to handle that situation. Now there <laughs> there is a limit, there's there's people who handle it a little too lightly and you just want to thump them up, up upside the head. Yeah. But for the most part you know, it's, it does help you handle those situations uh, much better and, you know, they've shown in several studies from a psychological aspect that, that handling with humor, the ability to laugh at yourself. Uh, there was a Dr. Bierman who, who did a study um, around in this area and showed, you know, again and again that the ability to, uh, the ability to laugh at yourself actually reduces inflammation. Yeah. Which we know that, you know, I mean, what are some ways that inflammation are, is actually harmful to us?
0: Well, it, I mean, it can it can um, affect your your whole nervous system, and it can cause stomach issues. It can cause headaches. It can cause um, cortisol levels to, to spike. Um, it's just inflammation with problems with your joints. I think I said that. And, um, just overall health and well being. It puts toxic stress on your body. it does it does and and then that in turn can affect ment- your mental thought process and how you think and process through things. and I you know I just it's very, very important to laugh when you can laugh and look at things a little bit lighter, especially when there's nothing you can do to change the situation and you don't want to make that other person feel any you know I already knew with that he already felt like oh like a ding-dong and thought well now what but if I would have been like yeah you know why would you do you know be frustrated and angry with him how is that gonna well,
1: took, make anything better I think we're both of us getting lost and then laughing about it <laughs> at the same time it took the edge off what could be a, a stressful situation right and I think sometimes we get
0: I was very proud of you by the way for laughing at yourself <laughs> It's tr- I mean it's hard like I would have been like oh my I'm such a dork or I just I would have I, I think if it was me we're always so we're always harder on ourselves in the moment you know because it, it you feel bad or you feel dumb or you feel guilty or whatever it is you're, you're always harder on yourself and for him to just laugh it out that was that I, thought, I was very proud of him I thought that's pretty good well at the beginning of the trip it could have set the entire trip off
1: right to be, you know, to, be on a bad, to be on a bad note right how about this how many times have you stubbed your toe or banged your elbow and you immediately laugh do you do that
0: um after the, the pain subsides yeah and usually it's because someone around me saw it happen and is laughing so then it's like it triggers that response of okay well you know they're lighthearted about it they think it's funny uh, why not Laugh, laughing I feel like when someone's laughing especially as hysterically as I was laughing at that moment I feel like it does trigger people around you to just laugh because it's contagious you know just like if you were really gra- grouchy and hard or mad at yourself um, that could have triggered me to be so we, re- we bounce off of each other's uh, reactions you know
1: I've been, I've been so mad at myself at times that I've started laughing because it, it wound up being funny because what you're mad about is, is so stupid. Right. But, you know, I, I know that like, when I put a drill bit, I put a drill bit through my finger once. Oh. Uh, I was building out a cook box.
0: And laugh. Even,
1: even though it hurt, I started laughing right away because it looked like a little maggot was growing out of my finger. When I pulled a drill bit out, it pulled the fatty tissue out. Oh, wow. <laughs> It looked like a little maggot. Ow. And so for the longest time, in fact, still to this day, we joke about the... the I get growing my finger. I had to go down the street and have my Greg buddy or my buddy Greg, you know, numb it up, and he's like, "Ah, dude, you're going to need stitches for that." Yeah. But but the <laughs> laughing, laughing actually helps to reduce pain. Right. And I never realized that, but because it sends out different types of chemicals and, and receptors, then it helps you it helps to, to reduce pain. Yeah. So there's, yeah there's some research that was done in Scientific American that uh, attributes the endorphins that are released during laughter are part of pain relief.
0: Yeah, I can remember. Can I tell one more story? Yeah, definitely. It's hilarious. So I'm a little kid, and we are traveling. I was probably a teenager, 13, 14. We were traveling to the Oregon coast, and we pulled over with my family and pulled over to do a, a lunch at the park, and I'm down with my brothers, my younger brothers, and swinging on the swing set and I'm just going, I loved to swing as a kid, and I'm going and going and going, I get really high, well, something happens with the seat comes off of the hook, and so, and you know how you're going really, really high, and you're kind of, you, it's like you lift up off the seat and come down, you know, as you're, as you're going, and, well, the seat fell out, and the chain that I was holding, I had both hands on that, I had a death grip on that chain, and they were they were like a thicker linked chain and so my so when that seat fell out i started i slid immediately down and getting my fingers stuck and things and pulling out and i hit the ground well immediately i was started kind of like rocking back and forth and holding my hands because so then my hands hurt really bad and then i'm looking around immediately and then i'm like i just remembered the feeling of I'm up in the air and I'm having fun and then I go to sit back down and oh crap the seat's out and then how funny that had to have looked sliding down that chain and my brothers were laughing their full heads off Uh, once I realized that I started laughing they started laughing And then I stopped laughing and then, you know, hey, run and get mom, dad, hurry, quit laughing at me, right? But I was laughing because the thought of me, the way that it looked had to have been absolutely hilarious. So I think it's different things trigger different, you know, responses, but laughing at it helped me not be in so much pain. I remember my mom coming down the hill and she was worried about my arms, my wrists, my hands and stuff. Because I was describing, but the way I was describing it, I was using my arms and my wrists and my hands, doing all. It's like, well, clearly there's nothing wrong with your arms (laughs) or your hands, nothing's broken, right? So that's good. Let's stand you up and see now how your tailbone feels. But I just remember, and my brothers remember that as not so traumatic. It's like, well, she fell down off a swing and laughed, laughed to live about it. You know, lived to laugh about it. Right. I know that
1: some of the places we dive. The approaches or the entries can be really, really difficult. Like we have to walk down a bunch of stairs. Where we you know, A lot of times we find ourselves crawling over rocks. I had an experience a few weeks ago where I had, worked, you know, had all my gear on, worked really hard to go down a set of stairs, crawl over rocks, all this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, it takes you longer to get down to the dive than it takes you to actually do the dive at times. Get down there, and I forgot my dive computer now I have to strip all my gear off which by the way I put put the gear on the jeep because it sucks putting the gear on with the rocks and the waves and everything else yeah I had to strip the gear off and I had to go back and get, get my dive computer and right. I, just, I just started laughing because it's like okay well here we go yeah uh, maybe this is something I should do a, a meme video to or something yeah because we spend all this time especially when we're diving on the on the rec tech side you know back plates or, or actually on this case it was it was with um with a dual side mount. So now I've got two tanks I'm trying to get down there and carry all this stuff, and get all set up, have everything ready to go just to have to walk back up. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, what else do you do? I mean, you <coughs> do you get pissed off and go, oh, screw this. Kick and the rock. Kick the rock or whatever. Or, I mean, and that, and that puts stress on your dive. And, when, and by the way, forgetting the dive computer plays right into this next one. Laughing at yourself Maybe I should do this a lot. It actually boosts your short term memory. Oh, very good. So I should start laughing at myself a lot more. But science says that the more you laugh, the better you remember.
0: Yeah.
1: Loma Linda University researchers conducted a study <coughs> examining the stress levels of short term memory of 20 healthy adults between their 60s and 70s and found that those who laughed at themselves were better remembering things short term that were shown to him in videos or communication. And actually had about a 20% increase in, in uh, memory retention. Very good. So I think I'm a person that I do enough things that I have those opportunities, and sometimes I can be forgetful. things. I, maybe I should laugh at myself. And I know that I'm one of those people that can't be too hard on, on themselves. Yeah. So I, I think you've seen the change in you know, the five or six years that we've been diving together. Yeah. You yeah, for sure. But it's that ability to uh, look kindly at ourselves. Again, it's not self directed berating ourselves and making fun of ourselves in a, in a, in a negative sense. No. <clears throat> but, you know, laughing at ourselves is a way that we can help maintain our positive mental health, particularly when, uh, during stressful times. And I know that you've been going through a lot of stressful times. I go through stressful times. All of our veteran community goes through stressful times. You have to find ways that you are you know, we talk oftentimes about or we've talked in the past about having a pile of positive things and you, and you have to start placing things into that pile. Right. Or we've talked about negative emotions on a weight belt. You've got to find ways that you take that negativity out of your weight belt and maybe you add buoyancy to your V C. You know, I'm just kind of
0: Yeah. Looking no. for
1: looking for analogies there. Right. Yeah, I definitely I'm glad you brought up the New Year's dive because I had that in my show notes to bring up the the the, uh, the New Year's dive. And then uh, I remember I remember trying to parallel park at Denny's the other or or no no. You had a situation where you were trying to parallel park at
0: Danny's the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm pretty bad at that. I mean I didn't grow up in a in a big city and I grew up in Boise but I never was downtown and had to parallel park or, or do anything like that. And so I was trying to figure it out, and he's out there, you know, okay, you got this, you got that. And I just, you know, I'm like, dang. And then I stopped, and he got me in the position, and he's just kind of giving me kind of a weird look the whole time. I'm like, what? Don't you remember when you first started uh, parallel <laughs> parking? And, you know, just because I'm like, well, I could be embarrassed or I could be like frustrated or irritated with myself trying to fit my jeep in a little tiny spot which is a little tiny jeep so it should have been fine but you know just laugh about it it caused him to laugh which got him off the track of my sister's a ding dong so you know it, it made it uh it made it fun it made it fun and that's a memory that that you get to keep well, cool so
1: well hey thanks for being part of this podcast uh, another remote
0: you're welcome then i'm trying this one's recruits down the road in the correct direction Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm the navigator of the land trips. I may not do underwater nav- navigation as well as I want to, and we're, you know I'll get that figured out now, you know, but now when we're on trips, I definitely double check and make sure and become more aware of my surroundings because I'm always a passenger, but
1: I do remember yourself <laughs> I, I do remember you laughing at yourself and throwing a regulator at me, throwing a compass at me. Yeah. Well, I was. Throwing a dog computer at me.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, well, it was, I was learning how to do underwater navigation, and, for, and I had a, a compass that was not working extremely well. And on top of that, I was going in circles, and I could feel myself going in circles. And so I'm like, why I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed? to, And that's where I get you know you get hard on yourself because it just doesn't make sense. You should be. able oh, It's very simple. And I couldn't wait to get up to the surface and yank the reg- regulator out and just tell him how I was feeling about it and and it, and it probably did look like I just yanked that reg out and I'm like why am I going around in circles and silly
1: question but...
0: <clears throat> so, have you
1: noticed yourself, have you noticed though in dive training when you do lap at yourself, Yeah. the training does go better?
0: Yeah, it does. It does. You t- it takes off some of the, um, the stress. Of the situation for sure and just puts a lighter note on it because we're all gonna do silly things we're all gonna make mistakes and we can either be mad and angry and frustrated with the people around us or ourselves or we can lighten it up and laugh about it and just shake your head and go yeah well it's alright what's next you know I'd rather tell a funny story later on in life than the story about the time I got so mad at my brother or so mad at my dive buddy that we didn't talk all the way back to the, you know, I don't know. I think that it's, it's, it's nicer to tell the stories that are funny that end with laughter, non-judgmental, just laughing about it. And it's a learning process. I think you have to learn
1: to laugh at yourself. If you're not already doing that, you have to learn. to yeah. You your brain. Don't sweat the small stuff. Exactly. It's just diving, right? And as long as no one's getting hurt, um, and as long as you're learning, you're continuing to, to learn. I mean we, we even now we laugh at some stories that were pretty pretty could could have been could have gone the wrong way. Yeah. We didn't laugh at the time. And that's not really the context we're talking about here. I mean we've been able to look back and kinda of laugh and go, Oh my gosh, you know that
0: yeah. that
1: diver could have I mean, really could have got both of us killed. But, and that was not the time to laugh at it, but we have had plenty of experiences where we've learned to you know, learn to laugh at ourselves. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, hey, thanks so much. You're welcome. Keep it in mind that the ability to laugh at ourselves it releases some feel good chemicals like dopamine, but it also helps us in building more positive relationships. People are drawn to those who have an optimistic outlook that allows us a better way to express our joy and our gratitude, not only for ourselves, but to others. A large part of this is because laughter releases oxytocin, which is also a hormone that aids in social bonding. It also helps us to quicken self disclosure. We'll also be better able to reframe challenges because when we face our fears or stressors and allow ourselves to see potential humor in that experience, it just makes it easier to work through that challenge. Overall, we want to make sure that we are mindful of how we're feeling and reframe those challenges. This can quickly put us into a good mood. And I think all of us will need to find reasons to be in a good mood. Hey, thanks for joining this podcast. Thank you for listening to a slightly different format than what I've done in the past. Still trying to get comfortable with remote recordings. But all in all, it's an opportunity for me to express things that I feel deeply about and even give you an insight to who I am as a person. Remember, as long as you've got air, you're all right.